All right, we'll back up a step. Hey, all right, yeah, there we are. Hey, look, I'm John Park, and this is JP's product pick of the week. We got it streaming now, so thanks for hanging in there. This is how you know it's live. Uh, so, as you may know, when I do this product pick of the week show, it's not just happening on YouTube, which I'm glad it is now, and I'm glad I checked. Uh, it's not just happening out there on the internet in general, but it's also happening right on the product page. So, look at that. Uh, there is the product page. So this thing leaps all around the timeline, the many possible timelines, because I'm revealing to you right now what it is so that you can go there and you can watch from that URL. So I've got a QR code for you right there. You can uh, just hold your, your uh, phone or uh, webcam on that and it'll take you there. Uh, or you can just go to this URL. And look, look what it says up here, 50% off during the live stream. That's right. So why would you, why would you go here to this page? Uh, there's, your, there's your answer right there. Uh, look at that. It's a 50% uh, off. Let me, let me refresh my page here. Uh, right now, look at that. In real time, it is now $2.25 instead of $4.50. And... If I scroll down here, you can see there's our video. It's happening. I'm not going to click that because uh, you know what happens when I do that. But uh, all right, now let's jump back into, into where we are in our timeline, which is uh, we don't know what the product is yet, do we? Uh, there's a hint right there. Uh, it is going to be a Stemma QT board. It is going to be our good friend, the BH1750 ambient light sensor. Uh, so first of all, if you don't know about Stemma, uh, we have over 50 Stemma boards, uh, many more if you include adapters and uh, breakouts and, and uh, extenders and things that we have. But we have way, well over 50 uh, just straight up sensor boards in the Stemma and Stemma QT line. What is it? It's modular electronics, electronics that you can plug together using little four pin uh, I2C cables or three pin uh, JSTPH cables that allow us to interconnect things without the need for breadboards, without the need for complex wiring, without the need for soldering. All of that is uh, stuff you can do, nothing wrong with that, but you can get there quicker with prototyping and putting together little projects with Stemma and Stemma QT. Uh, it is compatible with the Quick system. In fact, the, the four pin is the same. The four pin uh, small JSTSH connector standard that we're using is the same pin out. It is compatible with uh, SparkFun's Quick. And uh, the three pin is compatible with the Grove uh, and gravity sensors from Seed and DH Robot. So 
Really cool setup, uh, really cool system, allows you to plug things together. You can see here I've got a whole bunch of different boards here, and that doesn't even scratch the surface. Uh, so what is this one? Let's talk about what... Uh, which which product we have this week in the STEMI QT line. Uh, what I'm going to do is, I've mentioned it's an ambient light sensor. It's a really popular one. And uh, I'm going to let Lady Ada talk about it. Here is the Lady Ada uh, new, new, new segment on this board. So please check this out. The show besides you, the community out there, and you, the customer who helps keep all of us running, is this. The BH1750. So this is an interesting sensor because it's actually a very old sensor. Um, this sensor, um, the reason um, we decided to carry it is actually, it, I, we have like a search system called like Algolia. And I was noticing that um, every week people would be searching for this part number. And I was like, what is this part number? And it turns out like there's a lot of projects um, you know, just like we did, uh, what was the other sensor that we did? The MPU 6050. There's a lot of sensors that have just been around for a long time and people use in projects, um, but they don't have a, you know, a good breakout with level shifting without some QT connectors. And so um, this Beach 1750 was a pretty simple sensor. It's a Lux sensor. It's got like a really wide range. It's like up to 65 or 100,000 Lux even, depending on how you do the gain. Um, down to one lux. It's you know a simple a simple sensor, um, but it's really common. And so having a, a, a easy to use. Speaking breakout, of live demos again, coming in with the live demos. This is a live demo. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is how much lux is around. Yeah. So, it's so darker, cover it, dark, different light. You yeah. know, if I can, uh, I can turn this on. Okay. Whoa. And it's like I'm measuring the light coming out of this. Uh, you know, this camera has a. Uh, it's a lot of light. Has a lot of light. So now it's up to two thousand lux. So. Super bright. It's detecting how many photons are pouring into Mega this. Lux. Yeah. Super Lux. So um, this sensor is, again, plug and play. You can even chain it with the VL53L0X. You do light sensing, distance sensing. I love um, this format. Um, big ups to Nate from SparkFun for inventing it. Um, it's just so, it's so easy for me to build projects between this and Feather. It's like you can see I just have a board. I plug this on. I wire this up, there's no soldering, there's no like loose wires, it's so easy. Um, it's a very inexpensive sensor, a great way to add luck sensing to your next project. Okay, and that is new products. Yay! All right, yeah, so that's it. That's the uh, the product of the week. So uh, thank you, Lady Ada, for, for talking about it and showing it to us. I'm going to go grab mine, and we're going to do some uh, playing around with it. So let's head on over to uh, our mystery cabinet of wonders. That's right, there it is, just uh, walking back over from my cabinet there, and uh, I've got my sensor. And this one is um, a one of our uh, STEMIQT uh, sensors that has a STEMIQT plug on either end. And uh, one of the cool things about that is that means we can sort of daisy chain them. 
so I squared C, if you're not familiar, uh, is a type of communication protocol that allows you to have unique addresses uh, for each device, and it keeps track of things and prevents uh, clashing and crosstalk and stuff like that. So this one can actually have one of two addresses. If you look on the back of it, there's a little jumper there that we can bridge, and that changes between one of two addresses, which means this is a sensor that you could use for projects where you want one microcontroller and a couple of these very easily. Uh, an example of what are you going to use this for, right? Um, one example is for robotics. If you want to do any type of, um, let's say, a light chasing robot, a robot that's trying to find the brightest spot. One way to do that is with a pair of these on the front of your robot and then some code that just compares the lux value, which is the brightness value, and uh, turns the wheels to head towards the brighter one, which it can continuously correct, sort of like line following, but with light. Um, so that's one example of something you might do with this. Um, Another example of what these are used for is the lids on laptops and uh, along the bezel of your tablet or your phone. And the reason is very often we need a way to tell if the thing is closed so that we can go into a sleep mode or if we want to dim the screen when the phone is up to our ear so that we uh, are saving battery on, on the, uh, the screen because that uses up a lot of battery power usually to keep a bright screen on. Um, so I want to try that out. So that's the first bit of a demo that I have I'm going to show you. And then I'm going to show you uh, some, some lighting comparisons using the same, uh, same setup. So let's, uh, let's take a look. Here I've got uh, a little setup here I've made in advance. And what I have, uh, first of all, let me bring into camera view here. I have an Itsy Bitsy M0, uh, which I've done some of my own wiring of a Stemma QT port underneath it so that it's easy to plug in. And then you can see, just using one of these uh, lovely little Stemma QT cables, I have that plugged into the ITSI. Uh, and then I have a, uh, another uh, Stemma QT cable going to this nice little OLED display. Uh, so what this is showing us right now is that we have about 128 lux. Uh, and that's just based on the, the ambient lighting in the room. So I have a lot of studio lights bouncing around. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'll show you as I cover that sensor up, when it gets below 10, I told it to just turn the screen off. So that sort of simulates that behavior of putting something to sleep. And you can see it's pretty quick. Uh, it's pretty responsive. I've written all this in CircuitPython, and I'll show you that code in a second. Uh, but you can see here, I can let in just a little bit of light. There we go. And right there, it gets down to 10, and it shuts off. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to show you, kind of an extension of this, is I've built a little uh, sort of rig here where I have uh, some flashlights that I want to test. So we have uh, uh, a few flashlights in different uh, sort of calibers. And I want to see uh, in their current state, these might not even necessarily be super fresh batteries. So I'm not trying to do a head-to-head -head comparison of these flashlights. But just to see what kind of values do we get on them. So uh, this little flashlight here, I'll click that on. And a lot of these have multiple brightness modes. This one I think is the, is the brightest on this. So uh, I think this one actually is not um, uh, super, super charged up battery at the moment. But we're getting about 2300 lux is the readout there. And you can see it's very quick to adjust there. Uh, so we'll turn that one off. And then uh, this is a, a bigger one. I think this is fairly fresh batteries. And this is a crazy bright light. So I'm going to point this here. We can see we're getting about Oh, 18,000 lux on this one. And then I can press the little button on the back and get uh, a 
3,000 or just about a 300. So those are the sort of brightness levels that this one has uh, in, these, in these conditions. And then lastly, I've got this cute little, uh, where can you see that? This cute little single AAA that I carry around all the time. Uh, so that has, again, a couple of brightness levels. I'll go to its brightest one, set it here, and I'm getting about uh, 2,000, so not bad. Um, now, you'll see that this is, this is brightness dependent. So at, uh, uh, sorry, this is, this is distance dependent, as light is. So here, at this distance, I'm getting about 1,700. And if I drop down a bit lower, I'm at 8,000. So I was using um, a little mark on my, on my clamp stand here so that I was using a consistent distance so that the, the measurements were consistent. Um, so you can see those are just a couple of the nice, easy uses for this sensor. Again, we'll, uh, we'll pop to a full view here of this one, and you can see this nice... Uh, quick responsive behavior to just doing a shutoff uh, of, the, of the screen. And I'm just blanking the screen, sending it nothingness. Um, so those are some of the uses for it. Uh, other uses that, that are mentioned in the, in the data sheet, one thing I like to do is head over to uh, the product page. So if we look here, here's the product page. Again, check that out. It's 50% off right now. Uh, so you'll get that for $2.25 instead of the normal $4.50. Uh, limit 10. So if you have big plans, uh, they can be big plans so long as they cap up off at 10. Um, here is the uh, guide. So this is going to give you info about the sensor, info about the pinout. You can go through here and read up on how that works. And then we have uh, sample code for both Arduino uh, with a nice Arduino library uh, by Stefan Armborst as well as a uh, usage in CircuitPython with our own CircuitPython library. And uh, in a second, I'll show you what that code looks like. It's pretty straightforward and, uh, and nice to use. So um, one of the things I said I'll, I'll do is head down to the downloads page at the end of a guide for a product guide. And here you'll see some uh, different downloads that we have, including a link to the data sheet. Uh, so if I open that up, now we can see this is uh, the sensor itself, that teeny little sensor there, is from ROM, Semiconductor. Uh, this tells you all about the, the different um, specifications for it. Interesting thing is the response it has is very similar across different uh, types of light, which is important. So incandescent, fluorescent, uh, halogen, white LED, sunlight, it gets... Uh, a very similar response, similar also to human eyesight response, uh, which means it works well no matter which room you're in. You could use uh, some similar settings, which is great. Um, also says it's not very sensitive to infrared light, which I, I think is also good in case you're somewhere where there's a strong infrared source. Uh, it could throw, throw off your results. Uh, and then there's also mention of, I think, some suggested uses in here. Let me See if I can find that. I mentioned the main one that they're, they're excited about, which is laptop lids. And, and sure, I can see that. Uh, let's see. Is it? Um, I'm not going to find it. It's often at the beginning, so maybe I just missed it there. Um, yeah, okay, right there, the first sentence. I see is most suitable for obtaining the ambient light data for adjusting LCD and keypad backlight power of mobile phones. Uh, they mentioned keypads. That sounds kind of old-fashioned. I believe the sensor came out in 2011, or that's when I think this PDF was last updated. So it's a venerable one. It's, it's been out there a while, and you can trust it. Um, so that, uh, that's the data sheet on that. Uh, I said I would mention uh, or show you the code. So let's pop over here, and uh, I can put that in view as well. So here is my code in CircuitPython. 
And uh, you can see what I'm doing is I'm bringing in some libraries, including the library for this particular sensor, the BH1750 library, uh, as well as my display uh, for that little OLED. And then I'm setting up my I2C uh, bus, which is the, the bus that this sensor and the OLED are using. Uh, got some screen setup stuff. Let's see, did I do the sensor setup? Where'd it go? Uh, yeah, oh, okay, so here, this is one of the very few things we do in setup, which is this sensor can work at different sensitivity ranges. Uh, so if you have a light that is very, very bright and you wanna, men you wanna um, measure it next to another fairly bright light, like I was doing here with the flashlights, I want it to go to a low resolution, which gives me a broad range. You can also go to a very high resolution, but it has a smaller range. Uh, and confoundingly, the settings for that are three is low, zero is middle, and one is high. <laughs> so um, that's in the library uh, info, and, and I believe in the guide. Uh, so just so you know, those are, those are weird numbers for setting those, but that's how it is. Um, and then the main thing I'm doing during the actual loop of the program is I check the Lux sensor to see uh, is the value below 10, and if so, I'm just setting all of my text and, and pixels to black. Otherwise, I set them to white. And I'm writing in the text area this uh, value, which is just simply sensor.lux. So this is great because uh, lux is a scientific unit. Uh, and we don't have to do any math to get it. We're not getting raw voltage data. We're actually being, uh, the, the sensor is really nice and returns us the info we want, uh, similar to our sensor last week. So it's great to get just the info you want, not have to do any, any complex conversions or math. We get Lux, that's what we want. So it's very easy to work with. Um, all right, so one other thing I'll mention before I go, uh, I mentioned the product page where we've got this just during this live stream. Uh, we have this on a nice discount. Uh, there it is. There's the um, product page for you. And if you uh, are really into STEMA stuff and you're buying a whole bunch of things in, in the Adafruit shop, which we appreciate because it's how we keep the lights on. It's how we keep doing shows like this. Uh, you will see on our adafruit.com slash free page that we have a bunch of incentives for getting your shopping cart over a certain level. And one of those is the $149 or more level gets you a free STEMA QT board. And we have a whole list uh, of which boards you can get and you won't get any repeats until you've gone through the full set of like a dozen of them or 15 of them, I think it is. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And uh, that's, a, that's a, another incentive we have out there for you to go and get yourself uh, a, uh, a board or two or 10. So. Uh, let's see. I think that's all I wanted to mention. So uh, thank you all so much for coming by. Um, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's pick of the week, which is that guy right there, the BH1750 uh, ambient light sensor. And before I go, of course, I will do uh, what I always do, which is I'm going to unplug this. Uh, we'll go to the, the large view. I'm going to pull power and I will take this and its little magnets off of my stand here. I'll pull out my two Stemma QT cables, which are actually pretty easy to get out. They have a nice little grip you can grab. Uh, and now I will place that onto my pegboard of Stemma QT goodness. There we go, that's our sixth episode. You can count them right across the top there. Uh, all right, well, thank you so much for coming by. This has been JP's product pick of the week. I'm John Park, and I will see you next week.